Crime Time Central. Welcome to Crime Time Central Legal Talk, hosted by attorney David Ridings. This is where we sort out the good guys from the bad guys and try to help you make sense of the law. We'll give you the latest on the big cases and highlight the weird ones as well. We'll hear from the defenders, the enforcers, and maybe even a few lawbreakers. Regardless, you'll come away knowing more than when you started. This is Crime Time Central Legal Talk. Hey everybody, I'm David Ridings with Crime Time Central. Thanks for joining us tonight. Got a short video training video for those of you who are um, new to the to the podcast show we uh, formerly hosted the crime time central talk radio show on super talk 99.7 wtn here in nashville uh, back in the day from noon to two every sunday now we're on podcast on spotify anchor.fm you can go there and click subscribe and and follow us here on facebook we do um, live video blogs here and uh, on my law office uh, Facebook page as well. And we do training videos. Sometimes this is a training video. Most of you know um, my background. I'm a former police officer. I worked for the police department for about a decade back in the eighties and the nineties. Did a very short time at the DA's office here in Nashville during my last year of law school. Um, And then when I um, left the DA's office, I opened a defense firm and have been doing that since October of 1998. So 22 years. Um, I get, I handle a lot of um, unique cases, but I mean, I get the basic ones too. I I handle everything from driving without a license to murder. And we've had, um, murder jury trials and significant um, charges. And we, we represent people charged with, you know, simple things, driving without a license, possession of weed, um, DUI, domestic assault, everything, you you name it. There's some things that I don't do, but for the most part, we handle all types of criminal defense cases. I wish that I could have talked to every one of my clients the day before they were pulled over and arrested. And had I been able to do that, had that person watched this video prior to being stopped by police, the situation would have been different. They may still have gotten arrested, but the amount of evidence that they gave up against themselves would be different. And the way they handled the interaction would be different. I was called, the reason I'm doing this video is I got a call from a client tonight. He was stopped in uh, what I think was a very questionable stop. I'm not going to give you any names or locations. Um, I'm not going to tell you which police department it was. I handle cases all over Tennessee, mainly middle Tennessee. But the police officer approached my client's car on foot. My client was in the car and was driving away. 
did not know that the police officer wanted him to stop. Police officer wasn't in a car with blue lights or sirens or anything like that, but ran up to the car and with his baton smashed the windshield. That's how he stopped him. That's all I'm going to say um, about that. Cause I don't want to identify uh, where the case is right now. And, uh, or anything else about it. But that, in my opinion, was improper. I was contacted by that same client tonight who was stopped by the same police officer tonight um, for very questionable means or or reasons. Um, The officer claimed that he stopped him because he was driving without his hands on the wheel. I've never heard of that before. I've never heard of a police officer saying, and and there are times that I drive with my hands down here. I mean, I know, you know, the book says 10 and two, but that's not an offense that the officer is allowed to pull you over for. It's not a moving violation. Um, but the officer claimed that he was driving without his hands on his, on his wheel. I don't know how you could know that, but that's why I got stopped. Allegedly. I wasn't there. I was just told. And then the police officer said, I'm just going to cut you a break. I'm going to let you go because of traffic. I don't think that's why he let him go. I think he cut him a break because he knew that he couldn't cite him for anything. And I think the stop was questionable. Um, when, and I've, I've told clients now, my, my advice to clients on what to do when you're pulled over. When I, when I represent somebody, in anything, almost anything, I tell them how to get pulled over by the police. And what I mean that by that is I tell them how to interact with the police and what to do, what to say, how to say it to some degree. I can't be um, specific about every situation or every hypothetical that could come up, but I can generally tell you when you get pulled over by the police, here are the three things that you need to remember. Number one, and my number one has changed. And I'll tell you in a minute. Number one used to be be polite, courteous, absolutely no reason for you to be uh, challenging or sarcastic to the police officer. That goes nowhere for you really fast. There's nothing good that comes from you being sarcastic or smart ass to the cop. So don't do it. It's not helpful. Um, be deliberate in your movements, be slow, slow to move and quick to listen um, and ask the officer's permission before you do anything. If he asks for your license, say, my license is in my back pocket. Do you mind if I get it? No, sir. Go ahead. Reach back there and get the license. While you're getting your license, do you have registration and proof of insurance? Yes, sir, officer. My proof of insurance and my registration is in the glove box. Do you mind if I get it? No, sir. Go ahead. And then reach over to the glove box and get um, the information for him. Now, if you have a weapon in the car, it's important that you tell the police officer, I've got a weapon in the car and here's where it is. Um, Particularly if you've got a weapon in the glove box where he's just asked you to go get your proof of registration and insurance. If you've got a weapon laying in your glove box, don't reach over there and, and get the insurance and the registration, even if he's asked you for it, say, officer, I have a weapon in my glove box 
and I would rather not reach over there and get my registration and my insurance. If it's okay, can we just do that later? Or if you'd like to go over there and get it yourself, that's fine, but I'm not going to reach for it. That's a very re reasonable and legitimate thing to say. The officer can run back to his car. He can run your license plate and tell if your registration is up to date. He can prove that you're, um, that you're registered properly and he can get proof of that. If he wants to see if you're carrying it with you, he can get proof of that later. Uh, he can have you step out of the car and he can get it himself. Or if he trusts you enough, he can say, go ahead. Um, I'm just going to keep an eye on your hands. And I still wouldn't reach over there if it were me. I, and I've, you know, I've been a police officer and I'm an attorney. I wouldn't reach over there. I would say, I'm, I'm just not doing it. So, um, that's, that's the way I would handle that. And, and don't be afraid to get your phone out. Where's my phone? To get your phone out and turn on your video camera and just hit record. Even if you set it up on the, the dash or on the console and you're not actually video filming, but you're audio filming. That's my new number one. When you're pulled over by the police, number one, turn your video camera on. That's my new number one. Now I wouldn't do it if he's on his approach to your car. That's dangerous because if you're fiddling around down here, trying to find your phone or trying to turn it on, he's, He's going to call that furtive movements. <laughs> I like to get them on the stand to find furtive for me. Um, but it's, it's just an unusual movement that, that he can't identify what you're doing. So don't, don't do that when he's walking up. If, if the blue lights are behind you and you're pulled over and before he gets out of his car, if you can, if you, if you have time, turn on your video camera. If you've got a stand there that you can turn it facing you, that's great. If not, just until he comes up and asks for your identification, I wouldn't have it in my hand. I would lay it on the dash. I put it up there on the dash, and then I put my hands at 10 and 2. This is not a racial thing. I'm not, I'm not black. I'm not, it's not a black or white thing. It's a people thing. Have your hands on the wheel. I have five boys. I've taught them all how to be, be pulled over by the police. And I don't believe that's a racial thing. So if you have your hands on the wheel, 10 and 2, when he approaches the car and he asks you for your license, then you can say, hey, do you mind if I get it? And that kind of thing. Let him see your hands. Let him see that you visibly, that you're taking that precaution. He won't be offended by it. He'll appreciate it, in my opinion. The police officer will appreciate that you got your hands at 10 and 2. I promise you. And you will have started off on the right foot. So my new number one is turn your video camera on if you can. Number two is have your hands on the wheel when he approaches the car. And number three is be polite in everything you do. Yes, sir. No, sir. Um, some people aren't taught to say sir or ma'am. I don't know why. I'm from the South. We were taught to say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and yes, sir, and no, sir. That's, I, mean, I wasn't in the military. My dad was in the military. Maybe that's why. Uh, instead of the military, I went to the police department where they taught you to be polite and courteous. Um, and it's important 
on a traffic stop for you to be polite and courteous to the police officer. So again, just in review, number one, turn your video camera on. When the police officer comes up there after you put your hands back on the wheel and, and he identifies or he asks you for your driver's license, tell him. It's not a secret. It's no reason to be secret. Used to be there were some states that made it illegal for you to videotape the police officer. Believe that or not, that used to be a law in some states. May still be. I don't think so anymore. I think it, that would have been changed by now, but it used to be illegal that people have been arrested for videotaping a police officer um, in the in the past. I don't believe that's the case anymore in any jurisdiction. I don't know. I practice in Tennessee. I can tell you in Tennessee, it is not illegal for you to videotape an encounter with the police officer. And I personally would tell him, just for your safety and mine, officer, I've turned on my video camera recorder and I would like to video this interaction. If he says no, I'm going to video it anyway. And unless he snatches it away from you, in which will, he'll look terrible for doing that. He won't do that. Um, if he, if he says, no, I'd rather you not say, well, I'm sorry. That's what I'm going to do. And I hope you have a video on your dash or on your body cam going as well, but I'm going to video this interaction for my safety and yours. He's not going to tell you no. He's just not. I mean, there could be some exceptions to that. You might have a police officer in a in a small town or rural jurisdiction or something that would tell you no, I don't want you videoing. That's just stupid. He's not going to do that. He's going to look stupid if he does that. He's going to look criminal if he does that. Um, so it's okay to video the interaction. Now, if he wants you put the video camera down while he pats you down. That's a reasonable request. And you lay it on, he's going to pat you down. He's going to have to get you out of the car. And if he's asking you to get out of the car, there's a reason for it. And this, this traffic stop has yes, escalated um, beyond the normal traffic stop. Cause they won't normally ask you out of the car they smell alcohol or marijuana. They're going to ask you to step out of the car. Cause eventually they're going to search your car and they're going to search your person. If they do that. And he wants to pat you down, set your video camera on top of your car put your hands on the car and let him pat you down or put your hands on your head, whatever he tells you to do. Then pick your video camera back up and just video the interaction. It's not illegal. You can do it until he tells you you can't. And then I would leave the recorder going. I would never turn it off. Um, even if you're not picking up video and it's in your pocket, you're still picking up audio. And that's important for various reasons that I just won't get specific on tonight because there's no, there's no reason for me to be specific or hypothetical on, on why I'm telling you to do that. Just as a defense attorney, I've, I've been in a situation where I've had clients where I wish they would have known this or that or the other. If you're stopped for a DUI and he suspects DUI, he smells alcohol and he starts asking you questions like how much have you had to drink today? Where have you been? How, when did you start drinking? When did you eat? You know, They'll ask you a series of questions if they believe that you're driving under the influence. Just very respectfully say, I'm sorry, officer, I don't answer questions or take any tests without a lawyer. Well, step out here. I'm going to, I'd like to give you a few tests to make sure it's okay for you to drive. Officer, I'm fine to drive. Um, continue your videoing, um, but I'm not going to take any tests without an attorney. Now, he can't make you take these field sobriety tests, they're not mandatory. There is no legal consequence to you refusing the field sobriety test. 
There is a slight difference when it comes to the breath test or the blood test. And we've talked about that in other videos, and I'll do it shortly here. I don't want this to be a long video. It's already 16 minutes, but I want to keep it under 20. Because I lose some of your some of you at, at seven minutes, you're gone. Actually, some of you at 30 seconds are gone. But I think it's important to know these things before you get pulled over, how to handle it. Um, and then you can invoke your, you have the right to remain silent. You have the right not to give evidence against yourself under the Fifth Amendment. You have the right not to be unreasonably searched or seized. And that's something that your lawyer can argue later. If they're going to search your car um, without a warrant, you should never give consent for that. Um, even if they say, I'm going to get a warrant anyway, you might as well consent. Officer, you just do your job. I'm not going to consent to any search, and I'm not going to answer any questions without an attorney. Well, if they search your car without a warrant and without your consent, then there's things that your lawyer can argue uh, for suppression issues. That's handled in court. You don't handle that on the street. You don't argue with him about searching your car. You just respectfully refuse consent, and that's enough. If you tell him I don't consent to a search and I'm not going to consent to answering any questions without an attorney, he may arrest you anyway. And that's okay. I say it's okay. It's not okay. It's not, not good you're being arrested. But it's okay if it happens because your lawyer can handle things like that in court. And that's where that's where they're supposed to be handled, not on the street. If he goes to arrest you, don't pull away. Don't run away. We watched a video a couple of weeks ago of a of a girl that grabbed her bag and took off running. She didn't want to be handcuffed. I didn't done anything wrong, she said. She had weed and, and a white powder substance that looked like cocaine. I don't know if it was cocaine. I don't know if it was weed. She said it was weed, but um, in Tennessee, that was illegal. And she was getting arrested for it. And she did. She wasn't going to be arrested, uh, or she didn't think she was. She pulled away, and she ran off. She jumped in the car. She grabbed a gun and shot at the officer. And we played that video. You can go back and watch it. Um, it's very tragic. It's a terrible situation. At the end of the day, had she just gone along and, and let him arrest her, we would have, her lawyer, I say we, the defense lawyer that represented her would have argued for an illegal search because of the illegal stop. If there was an illegal stop, there was some question about whether that stop was legal or not. I don't know what his purpose for the stop was. Uh, if it was more than just the, the registered owner having warrants on him, I hope it would be more than that, but you know, whatever it was, your, your defense attorney can argue that in court. The street's not the place to argue. So number one, turn on your video camera and record the interaction and tell the officer that you're doing so. Number two, be polite, courteous. Uh, number three, be slow to move and quick to listen. Don't move quickly. When he asks you to do things, ask permission before you do them. Even if he's asked you to do them, just double confirm this is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm going to reach. If you've got a weapon in the car, tell him you've got a weapon in the car. Um, and be polite. Be nice. Yes, sir. No, sir. What are you? Where would you like me to stand, sir? Kind of like George Floyd was. Mr. Officer, I'll do whatever you want. I'll sit wherever you want. Just want to get in that car because I'm claustrophobic. You know, that's... A story for another video. I've done a video on that tonight. We're doing, we're covering the the trial. And so you can go to um, Stand Against Dark Blue and watch that video. We did a live uh, video cast a few minutes ago. And we'll come back tomorrow and we'll do more on day eight of the trial. And we'll keep doing commentary until the trial's over.
I just thought it was important because I got that call from that client tonight about um, a questionable stop. And he was asking, what did, what would I do in that situation? And this is, I'm going to start doing these videos regularly because I want to teach people. This is how you interact with the police. This is what you do. And this is what you don't do. And you know, you don't ever answer questions without an attorney. You don't ever take tests without an attorney. If you can remember those things and you be polite, you'll have a good interaction and your, your lawyer can work with whatever you give him there. Um, so hopefully this video has been helpful. If it has, give me a thumbs up, share it with somebody. Um, comment below if you've had experiences with the police that haven't turned out well. Give me a comment below. Tell me what happened. Um, if you disagree with me on whatever, comment below. I'll be interested to see it. Otherwise, um, that's it for tonight. And we'll be back tomorrow at the end of day eight. We'll cover, uh, it'll be on a different channel, or we may do it on Crime Time Central too. But um, you can also go to Stand Against Dark Blue um, Facebook page and watch the coverage videos there. Hope you guys have a great night. God bless you and be well.